Hi, guys. It's your Renta Yenta, Lisa Stanley here. And on today's show, we got three hot, and I mean hot, actresses. Wait till you hear who's coming in. Stay tuned. On today's episode of What Goes On Around Here, I'm excited. I got three amigas in the house, three talented actresses, Yara Martinez, Justina Machado, and a hottie named Tamala Jones. All three here to talk about their lives and careers and a ton of fun. Okay, guys, here we are. Yep, I got three crazy biatches here. (laughs) Well, let me take that back four, including myself. Uh, Justina Machado. Hello, hello. There you go. Yara. <laughs> Woo! Martinez. Ow! <laughs> Tamala Jones. Hey. Okay, good. We've established everybody's here. Anthony. <laughs> Hey! <laughs> I can tell this is going to be a fun one. All right, look, girls, because there's so many yentas in this room, uh, and I'm the official renta yenta, uh, why don't we just start out a little bit uh, about individually about each of you? Because I don't know how many people know really about how cool you guys are. Or about the, <laughs> no, I really don't. They 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 know they know your characters. They see you on TV, they see you on interviews, but I don't really know that they get to hear who you really are. So, Justina, I'm oh, starting with you. Why is it always me? Well, because I, I sat in the first seat, that's I, why. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping I'd be like in the middle <laughs> so I could take off of somebody. No, but because okay. I actually know you the best. <laughs> I've actually almost burned her alive. Uh, oh, oh, yes, you did. At a barbecue, yes. <laughs> Well, I forget you were making salmon, right? That's or something right. Like and that. the, and, yes. and uh, Manny, your man, was there, and, uh, <laughs> and he's short, like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> short story: We're all uh, ignoring the barbecue, having a conversation in the living room, and her guy Manny goes, "Oh my God, the place is on fire!" <laughs> <laughs> Justina and I run out there, only Justina sticking her hand in the fire. Oh, my God. Yeah. You listen, I don't know why I did that. I did I have what? a lot of cocktails in? I don't know. You were going to, like, <laughs> pat it out? You were just going to pat it out? I, did. I just try to help people. But Manny put out the fire. That's right. Your Manny, man saved yeah. Manny saved the day. That is so wonderful. And that's why you're going first, because okay. I burned you. So, wh- so, so what is it that you'd like All to right. know? Let's talk about, I'm sure by now everyone knows, born in Chicago, Puerto Rican descent. Um, But I don't know how many people know you didn't grow up with a lot. uh, And I really want to start out with a funny story. I want you to tell the story about how you wanted a quinceanera in the worst way. Uh And your parents were too poor to give you one. And so tell. That's so sad. I know. (laughs) You were too poor to have a quinceanera. That's so sad. But it's so true, right? So tell everyone. Even if they had it, they wouldn't have given it to me. Uh, what you did and and where it was held well i um my mother was like no you can't we can't afford that you know and they didn't want to go through all the trouble because like quinceanera is a big deal you have to have like rehearsals people come over you have to get the girls and the boys and then you ask like your whole family to pay for things (laughs) that's like that's the first (laughs) producing job i've ever had and the only one i'd like to have another one um but literally and she comes from a a family of what five kids yeah but there but there was only two of us at that time but lots of cousins and stuff so my mother said no and my stepfather said no and I didn't listen to them and I went around <laughs> and I asked everybody in my family to pay for something the napkins the cake the dress the this basically pay for everything and um, then my cousin uh, made my dress 
and I just started holding rehearsals at the house, and then they <laughs> they couldn't do anything about it, and so then we rented this hall on North Avenue, and where was it? North Avenue and. Uh, God, I forget. That was Chicago, I think, which is was I don't know. It's probably gentrified now, but was a really bad neighborhood, and it was called Norbell. And the bottom hall, the bottom was a hall, and the top was a motel <laughs> for women of the night. <laughs> <laughs> So as my guests were coming in or walking out, other women were walking in. There were a few little friends there, too. Little roaches. Oh, my God. There was oh a roach God. on the wall. And one of my girls was like, oh, what? You know what a 14 or 15 year old is like? And I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. We're going to get rid of it now. We're going to get rid of that roach right now. So, uh, yeah, that was my very lovely quinceanera. And uh, I had a great time. Well, no, actually, I did not have a great time. Everybody else had a great time because what I didn't realize is that you have to take a lot of pictures. Yes. And you've got to talk to people and you got to yes. walk around and, you and have do to other stuff. Yes. So yes. it was lame. You know? <laughs> I want to see those pictures. Oh, my God, girl. I got pictures. You don't know. And it was tacky. Oh, my God. It was turquoise. Well, like that. all the 80s. I mean, all quinceañeras are tacky. I Come know, on. Actually, they are. Come and, on. and then you have to do a dance, all right? So you have to do, like, a merengue and a waltz. A waltz is a big deal. But in Chicago, we would throw in always and forever. So and we did a slow dance, too. So you got a bunch of 15-year-olds slow dancing, you know. It's to really good to always and forever. Always yeah, and it's pretty cool. That was my right. That's, yeah. that's exactly the story I, I was that. trying to get I from her. Um, all right. Now on to you, Yara. <laughs> it's Yara's turn. Born in Puerto Rico, raised in Miami. Yes. Two siblings. Uh, before I get into the story, I want to hear from you. Mm. What was, uh, What? when did you decide? Because you, you just only started acting, what, 2007? Yeah, but I was doing theater and ballet when I, like, I was going to be, I, <laughs> um, <laughs> I started doing commercials at a really young age. Um, I I was at the Dade County Youth Fair in Miami, and I saw kids being auditioned to announce um, on Channel 10 News the lunch menu for the day for public schools, and I was like, I want to do that. And I got the part that was I wasn't getting paid for. <laughs> like Basically, I was volunteering to, to say the news. And my mom took me, and, and I really loved it, and then I started modeling, but I became such a little brat that my mom took me out of <laughs> modeling because the first time I saw my like the first paycheck, I was like, "Where's my money?" <laughs> my money. And my mom was like, "Oh, and my mom was a working mom, so she didn't like have time." My mom would it's, this sounds crazy. She's an amazing mom, but she would like drop me off at the modeling shoots and the commercials and be like, "Okay," and she'd find like the closest mom and be like, "Will you take care of her? I'll be back at five. Like yeah. that's how it was, you know. So she was like, "All right, you're turning into a brat. I'm taking you out." <laughs> so it wasn't until I was older that then I got. Back into back it. into it. Yeah. Why don't you tell us though? Because you did bring it up for a second that mm. you were almost a prima ballerina. I mean, prima is a stretch. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, that's no, but yes, what? Yes, my prima. great, my yes, she's prima ballerina absoluta de Cuba. She founded Cuba's national ballet, Alicia Alonso. So ballet was in my family. I started dancing when I was two, and that's actually how I found that I wanted to be an actress because. I went away one summer and to Point Park College. It was a really intense dance program. And I took acting classes there. And that's what made me realize that I wanted to do it. It was also, I was 12. So I had to choose if I really wanted that to be my career. And since my great aunt founded Cuba's National Ballet, and Cuba's ballet is one of the, the most renowned in the world, I was actually going to go to Cuba 
to to be a dancer. And that's when I was like, mm, I think I'm going to do the acting thing. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be an actress. Which is working out pretty well for you, mm-hmm. I must say. Um, all right, we're going to get into all of that, but now... It's your turn, Tamala. Oh my God! What dirt do you well, have? You're, on me? Well, you're. <laughs> first of all, you're a local girl. Yeah, yes! Pasadena, Woo! California. Yeah, that's right. I'm... Two brothers. There was a rumor out there that you had a sister named Tina, but that's not true. That is not <laughs> true. And her name is Tracy Jones. Oh, Tracy. She's not an actress, Tina. and everyone's like, "Why you keep dissing your sister? That's <laughs> that's effed up. You don't even claim your sister." I don't have one. <laughs> there you go. That's uh, so we got that straight. But your story, out of all of us, is the most unbelievable, interesting story. I find it very compelling. Your mother got pregnant at 14. Yes. Had you at 15. Yes. And your grandparents wouldn't let your father be part of it. No. Because he wasn't the right guy. And he was old. Older. Older. He was, what, 21? He was 21. And she was 14 when she got pregnant and had me at 15. He wanted to marry my mother. And my parent, my grandparents were like, you, the best thing you could do is disappear and don't ever come back over here ever is that, again. Isn't that something? Wow. Um, I'm glad that they did that. Did you ever have a relationship with him ever? No, but I did recently. Um, I would say within the past three years. Uh, I connected with him and I got a lot of questions answered from him that That's I had fabulous. like for so many years and you know he's a he's a great guy but I I'm so grateful that he was not in my life only because I think with his mentality uh I wouldn't be the person that I am today you know he um I don't want to like diss my dad but I got you. his I thinking wasn't so broad I would say about life and and things that he wanted to do. He kind of just was stuck in in his own ways and wanted everyone to stay there with him. And I think I would have been stuck there too. So I'm grateful for grandma and grandpa mm-hmm. for uh, doing that. And he should be too, because he could have been arrested. And yeah. how, yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he could have been arrested. So That's exactly right. That's a statutory wow. rape uh, mm-hmm. situation. Um, and your mom and you, you're so close in age. I mean. It's like my sister. Right? And I, I got it wrong a couple of times and got that ass whoops <laughs> to remind me that that's my mother. <laughs> but yes, <laughs> love my mom. <laughs> All right. Now, you knew, uh, like, uh, like both these uh, other girls here, you knew you wanted to ask at a very young age. In fact, I want to hear what you did when you imitated characters from Fame and Good Times for the family. Tell us, show us. Oh, well, it was, it was um, I, I didn't imitate anyone from Fame. I used to dance the opening of Fame when the, the show would come on. I would like have everybody watch me do the dance. Debbie Allen is and still was and still is my girl. But um, it was a different world, and it was, um, you know, it was Dwayne and Whitley and um, Jasmine Guy played her. So I'm like, excuse me, Mom, I'd like another piece of bread, but with extra toast and some butter on it. Could you hurry that up, please? Thank you. Um, and then <laughs> it was Bart Simpson, but I don't think I could do that anymore. Try. Ah, oh. oh, come on, man. Give me my butterfinger. So, you know, I used to do all kind of crazy stuff and come up with characters and dress up like my brothers and paint mustaches on and 
go mess with my mom and say, hey, baby, what's up? Let me get your number. And she tell me to get out the room. I'm like, oh, it's like that. <laughs> it was just silly. <laughs> and by sixth grade, uh, they took you seriously because uh, that's when you started your acting classes, right? Yes. Started um, doing workshops, and then they put me at the Lee Strasberg Institute. Oh, fancy. <laughs> we thought so, too. Um, but I didn't learn anything from over there. I just made great friends. Because oh. by that time, Lee had already passed on. Ah. So without him being there, I think the technique got a little watered down. Okay, let's start with you. First job, was it IBM, your first commercial? IBM commercial. It was um, just improv, talking about how important education was. And I got to pick three friends from school. And I got a little diva, too, Yara. <laughs> I, I, you know, got the commercial. The friends were there. And they were like, Any, anything you guys need, just let us know. And we were like, pizza! <laughs> and my mom had left me. But, she, you know, she would come back and check on me. And hot chocolate! And then um, I forgot what it was. Only green M&M's. <laughs> she showed up and I said, I want it now. Go get it now. <gasps> she grabbed me by my neck out of nowhere. It's that plastic man arm reach. You know? <laughs> she just grabbed me. She said, what did you say? I said, I, 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 she said, yeah, that's what I thought. If I ever hear you talking to anybody like that again, you're done. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. So that was the Mom don't play. first in the ending <laughs> of my diva tube. Justina, <laughs> what was your first gig? Um, I, I think I was in grammar school and I went to a fine arts grammar school when, in eighth grade. Uh, we don't have middle school in Chicago. So it goes kindergarten, eighth grade and then high school. Uh -huh. So uh, they came, they were doing like a little short indie film and they came and I got the part of the popular girl. Ooh. Yeah. Life imitating. Art imitating life, one of those. And then you went on to perform with the Latina Chicago uh, theater. theater company, yes. which you said really helped catapult your career totally because I didn't know what I wanted to do I was 18 years old working at a bank I didn't I didn't wasn't gonna go to college I had no idea what I wanted to do my best friend's mother just happened to be an agent so she called me up and she said they're looking for this girl your age for this play and I'm like I'm not an actress and she's like yeah but uh, but you have good stage presence because I I danced a little bit when I was younger and I went and I got it and I kept doing plays there and I wasn't sure what I wanted to do and the artistic director kept telling me do you think you're an actress yet I was like no because to me, being an actor was weird. Who the hell's an actor? You know what I mean? It's like, I'm from the inner city of Chicago. It's it's not like, it's right. not something you aspire you to be. People and like everybody that. thinks you're weird and everybody's like, oh yeah, right, you're being an actor. You know, like, so it was embarrassing. And so finally when I was like, yes, I can do this, then that's when I moved to New York. And then you started working pretty regularly, right? Yes. Which is which yeah. is really uh, something. Ups and downs. I mean, let's see. <laughs> well, I say yes, but then I'm like, mm. well, <laughs> I got listen, some slow years up in there somewhere. You you've done pretty well. I mean, over 15 films. Okay. Films, really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, can right. I borrow some money? Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> can, so I can I borrow some, some money? money? <laughs> <laughs> and Broadway, yes, Broadway. That I'm, that I'm the most proud of. By the is way, is that your most? Uh, yes, because that's moment? what I really. I moved to New York because I wanted to be a Broadway star. You know, because I sing and I dance, and I wanted to do all three of them. And that didn't happen. But <laughs> I, but other things happened. You know. But I'm very proud of my Broadway career. Well, six, six Feet Under happened right about after that. Yeah. No, Six Feet Under. I mean, I, I had been here for at least six years before Six Feet Under happened. 
Yeah. So what were you doing for six years? Uh, guest spots, oh. you know, recurring pilots. When right. you could make money on pilots, yeah. you know, back in the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't really exist anymore. No, it doesn't. You could do one pilot and not have to work for like. Do you remember? Yeah. I do remember yes, exactly. So that doesn't happen anymore. So it would be things like that. All right, Yara. <laughs> like I mentioned earlier, you started really acting in. 2007 was True Detective your first big no 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 my first like well I guess for me my first big thing was again a pilot I did like what yeah. like nine pilots that didn't go mm -hmm. but my first real job was a pilot that didn't go for Fox that um, Joe Carnahan directed with Sean Bean as like I was a lead and it was a really big deal because after that I had Danielle my manager but after that I got to choose um like an agent, an agency. And then I really started auditioning and really getting into the rooms. But before that, it was like, it felt impossible. It, it really does. What about for you after your big IBM spot? Um, yeah, my big spots that I got a big head over and didn't work for a while. Um, <laughs> after you also did teen modeling too, didn't you? I did for whatever I could get my hands on just to, you know, stay active because they always wanted to know what you were doing, what was your last job. Yeah. Um, but I started getting little guest spots and then I got a little tiny part in a movie called How to Make an American Quilt. And I played uh, in a flashback Maya Angelou's great, great, great grandmother, the story behind the quilt. And then after that came Booty Call. Yes, I love that movie so much. That is the I love Booty Call. And then The Wood, which I think you really... Talk, I've heard you talk about that movie before. The Wood. Oh, well, I talk about it a lot. Um, I didn't know it was going to be that as popular as it was. And then I had just healed from a brain aneurysm yeah, when I started that. Yeah, let's talk about that. Did you girls know at 23 she had a brain aneurysm? Did you know mm -hmm. that? And she I was did. working. Listen to this story. I'm going to let her tell most of it. But this part floored me. You went to work and worked, what, 12 hours with your brain what? aneurysm? It was uh, For Your Love. I was on the WB before it was the CW. And uh, Holly Robinson Pete was the lead on the show. And um, I, it was like a three lead uh, couple show or whatever. And. Um, I had the brain aneurysm. I didn't know what was wrong with what me. What were your symptoms for people? Well, I kept Ooh. having a headache that just would not go away. I took sinus medicine because we have sinus problems in our family. I thought that was it. I took everything, and it just felt like a rubber band was tied around my head and kept getting tighter and tighter and tighter, and that was it. It just two weeks of a headache and not going to get it checked out. And then one morning... I felt like I had to urinate really bad, and um, I got up, and when I got up, I had no balance. I was walking on my toes, and then I sat on the toilet. Nothing came out, hopped up. I mean, my head was pulsating at this point, and then I passed out. I hit oh the floor, gosh. and I heard a voice. Now, I lived alone. Get up, get up, get up, get up, get up now. And when I got up, the right side of my body was numb and my arm was stuck in like this position, like I'm offering you my arm and it wouldn't go down. So I called my boss because this was like the last episode of the season and told her, I, 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 something's wrong with me. I need to go to the doctor. She was like, just come into work. We'll get a set doctor to look <laughs> oh at you. My gosh. I'm like, no, I, I, something's really wrong. So forgetting that this right side is dead. How'd you I, drive? I hopped in the car and I still could put my foot 
<laughs> on the gas pedal, but it, I couldn't lift it. So it was like I was in reverse and I was backing up real fast. I had to take my left foot, put it on the brake, lift my leg off the gas pedal with my, my hands. And I drove to work with my left side of my body. You are lucky to be alive. Yeah. That's what the doctor said when he wow. saw me. That's crazy. And you did a whole day of work. Whole day of work. They're throwing purses and jackets oh. over my arm because I can't bend it. They're like, you can't bend it. I'm like, no. And my, my head is like, feels like ice cream is like on Mush. my, oh my gosh, on my brain. It's like cold. And so after that, I went to the hospital. There was no set doctor, by the way. Um, I went to the hospital, and the doctor was wondering how I was even still alive or walking or talking. And it it was it burst. It was the size <gasps> of a fifty cent piece. And he said once that cleared up that I would get the feeling back in my my body again and he said you you're lucky to be alive and you're you're lucky that this happened to you so young because you're going to heal fast so I I I don't really did, you, did they ever find out at the production that this was what was going on while you were working did they ever they did but at the time the boss that I had uh she wasn't nice <laughs> I'm going to be nice and say she just wasn't nice. Um, but karma's a biatch. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. Um, we went on to complete our last season, which was our fourth season, and I, I moved on from that. But um, I hid having the brain aneurysm for a long time because I thought it would affect me getting hired. Mm. So I never said anything. And once I recouped, I did some Sundance uh, thing. It was like a, a workshop for directors that wanted to get a short in. So they got actors to come up and other actors like Kathy Bates would come around and critique what we were doing. Blythe Danner was there. And then after that, got the wood. And that was the first thing back since and then I finished my my fourth season so wow I just and I keep going to get checked out I think that was it the doctor said that was uh he he tested me for every drug to begin with he was like this is hard drugs or this is hereditary there was no drugs found out it was hereditary so I have to get those MRIs and CT scans and nothing's there so I think it was just one and thank so God. scary. Thank God. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, you should see these two girls on either side of her. <laughs> Justina, close your mouth. <laughs> it is kind of crazy, though, right? It is when crazy. When you think back that, you're, that you could have died. I definitely could have died. I just can't believe you worked. Like, you I went know, to set and man. you couldn't move your arm and people were just throwing purses on it. and Like, like you were pregnant and they're just yeah. hiding the big old bu- bu- baby bump, right? Yeah. Oh, man. This business is insane. I know, right? As it's long insane. as you're breathing, honey, get <laughs> your know. ass to work. It's like, you never call them <laughs> sick, ever. It's like the biggest deal. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now I think a couple of you have this in common. So uh, join in. You guys have been in some music videos. Yes, <laughs> that's you too. I haven't been. Yeah, I'm so well, jealous. Huh. I Wait. Been music All right, well, Tamala's been what? Jay Z, Will Smith, Dang. En Vogue, Wu Tang oh, wow. Clan. Damn, okay. Yes. Uh, well, that was part of modeling back then. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you got your coins, you know, in between jobs. You got a music it. video. And Justina. Oh, you... oh go ahead. Get, give me my list. <laughs> <laughs> it's one. Give me that list right it's now. It's just one that I found. That's right. That's the only one I'm in. <laughs> Which one? Uh, the TLC. Yes. Damage. Oh! Yes. 
Yes. That's yes. a hot one. Yes. Amazing. <laughs> wow. Come yes, on, y'all. I need to get, on a, to get on a music video. video. <laughs> All right. And let's see. Tamala, you've been voted not once, but twice one of the 10 sexiest women of the year. Damn. Hey. I mean, what? Hey. I don't even know what sexy is. I'm the biggest freaking tomboy in the whole wide world. She says that as she and looks she so look freaking hot. Right like no. here. If y'all could have seen the way I woke up this morning, I didn't know if we were going to be on camera or not. So I had to put something on. Oh, no. 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 Yeah. Justina on. and I are like, yeah. I know. Like, we can't run. Eyeshadow off. No, 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 no. Don't worry. All right, and uh, Justina, you've done pretty well in the awards. You got a what was it, an ensemble uh, uh, award for a A Screen Actors Guild? Yes, a SAG award for For, uh, um, best ensemble uh, six feet under. Right. So that's a good one. Yeah, it's a great one. Hello, in your pocket, just recently nominated for a Critics Choice Award. I I won. Thank you very much. Yes. Come on. You guys are getting your accolades finally, huh? Yes, I I agree. Finally, we are. Because it's a great show, you know? Now, talk to us about the show One Day at a Time. You're also on um, (laughs) Jane the Virgin. Yes, I am. One Day at a Time. Well, it's on Netflix. This is our third season premieres February 8th on Netflix. And it's the reimagining of Norman Lear's classic One Day at a Time with a uh, Latinx cast. Uh, Rita Moreno plays my mother. I play the Bonnie Franklin role. (laughs) And instead of having two daughters, I mean, yes, two daughters, we have, I have a son and a daughter. Um, We have an incredible Schneider. Stephen Tobolowski is, you know, my boss on the show. Todd Grinnell, Isabella Gomez, Marcel Ruiz. And of course, you know, the icon, Rita Moreno. And it's just a show with a lot of heart and a lot of love. It's classic Norman Lear. We, ta- we, you know, we tackle the subjects of today without hitting you over the head. You tackle racism, you know, we discrimination tackle it all. in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love what you said. I read a quote where you said that uh, you love doing it and you love tackling it because it proves you're all the same. And you're just using humor, you said, mm-hmm. uh, along with real life problems. But you said maybe Latinas do it a little louder. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I think that people look at the show and they'll, uh, you know, because it's a working class family. And, you know, that went away for a little while. And you have PTSD, your character. I do. My character has PTSD, yes. She was in Afghanistan, correct? Yes, correct. So we deal with the anxiety and depression and all that. But I also say to people that aren't a person of color to give the show a chance because we grew up watching white people all the time, you know, and I related to white people all the time because stories are stories. They're universal. You know, the only thing that's different is that we have, you know, which is wonderful is that we get to bring authenticity, specificity into this story, but we're all human beings, you know, and yes, I just do it a little louder. (laughs) I do everything a little louder. Did you know that that Rotten Tomatoes has given one day at a time 99 percent as rating. they Amazing. should yes go. it's a you listen I mean, it's a on. great show i, I love mean, the show i've been on some shows that i'm not i wouldn't talk it's about it's on netflix by the <laughs> yeah, way <everyone>. same right <laughs> there's some shows that we wouldn't talk about yeah. season three is about to drop uh, february 8th season three yes 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 yes, Come on. yes. and then yada and i are both on jane the virgin that's right <gasps> but which is yada another show so. i'm super yes. proud of yes. and go ahead talk about that uh, jane the virgin yada well it's our f- fifth and final season oh 
this year, which is bittersweet. It's nice knowing that it's the last because on set, like, we're like, oh, my God, I love you so much. Like, <laughs> we get to really soak it in. But, yeah, and then I actually really don't really know what's going to happen with my character. She's, you know, in this toxic relationship with... Dr. Um, Louisa? Yes. Now, wait a second. Did I read this correctly? Did they ask you when you first joined as Dr. Louisa to, to, to uh, uh, let me quote, Latina it up? Oh no 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 they no, didn't they no 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 they that. would never do that no <laughs> no they're probably the first the first show that I've been on that did not ask me ah. to Latina it up every other show though before or audition but like that I've been on for a Latina character since I look since I look white um, <laughs> will be like oh can you yeah like, oh can you Latina it up which basically means like. Do Sofia Vergara on Modern yeah, Family, yeah. kind of, yeah. They yeah, no, to Jane. Talk like this, yeah. And go You're like, like that. I'm like, oh, you want me to do this? <laughs> ah, okay. Ah, like you know, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Jane was the first yeah, show that I've right. been on that didn't, you know, and that and that my character is Latina and that she and she's also gay and like that isn't what makes her who she is. Like that's just who she is. That's not doesn't define her Will you miss as the. Her? Well, oh my god so much yeah 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 I love that character do, do you guys ever miss when you played like you Tamala you were on Castle eight seasons yeah um, Lainey was your character right the medical examiner mm -hmm. do you miss that I miss the cast mm. all of them uh huh oh, okay Ooh. Oh, you trying to get me to spill some tea? Oh, some she trying here. to get the tea? I just I think we need wine for that conversation well, or some martinis. Ladies, she knows where I'm going. Yeah, I know she where you're going. Where I'm going. <laughs> and I'm gonna be nice and say Again, yes, everybody. Nice. Yes. But <laughs> I don't miss playing a medical examiner. Those words. Oh God, that would be my worst oh, nightmare. Oh my. God. It's hard to pronunciate those words. It's hard, <laughs> and you got to know the meaning because you got to know what you're saying. And I was in med school all eight seasons. Oh, I thought God. I was going to get fired <laughs> because I kept messing up so bad. Season one through four, I think. Now, it was. you know what they go on on shows? They go about like Grey's Anatomy and all those medical shows. It's hard, isn't it? It is oh. very hard. See, people the don't worst. understand. All of you <laughs> girls do really hard roles. Your characters are hard to get into. Playing PT, you don't have anything in your life that would cause you to. PTSD? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You <laughs> my, chi my childhood. <laughs> Traumatic AF. Is that what you, uh, <laughs> that what you uh, tapped into? Yes. I tapped into the childhood. Yes, that's exactly it. <laughs> I mean, I think and we almost have something in our of childhood. Of course. Of course. To, like, okay, and now, this. Yara, you're on Amazon's The Tick. Yes. As Miss Lint. Yes. And your superpower is shooting electricity. Yes, I can toast people. <laughs> this is what I love. You say that character is so relatable. How the heck is she so relatable when she's killing people and she's a villain? Well, you know, <laughs> I know she has a glass eye. Um, well, I think she's relatable because she she finds herself in this villainous world, but she finds herself um, stuck in life. Like she thought her life was going to go one way. And then all of a sudden she has this like shitty job. Everybody that she works for, she thinks is a moron, you know, and she's like, if only I was in charge and in control, you know, things would things would work out well. So I think that's relatable. Oh, it's that's so relatable. Yeah. I'm Ruther. That is relatable. Totally. You know? All right, look, I think all three of you have this in common. And that is you think it's hard to be women 
and acting and the middle age things coming into play for <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of have to have a hard shell, right? A uh, real oh, hard sure. one. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So how, how do you do that? What All of you may answer this, please. Mm. Look, I shut them right up. Well, uh, you know what? Um, You have to have a hard shell being in this business, period. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, hearing no, you're going to hear that a lot. And that hurts in the beginning. And then it doesn't hurt at all. You're like, okay, next time. Anyway, moving on. But being a woman of color in this business and being a woman in this business is hard. Um, One, they really don't write the true experiences of women of color. They might pick and choose what stories they want to tell, but they're not they're not complete. Um, and then they don't write for women um, in our age brackets as much as they do for the younger women. And um, the older women get it. But where I think we're at right now, where we're not old and we're not young, is this a weird positioning and there's not a lot. But we tend to find it. We have a great manager. Hi, Danielle! Hi, Danielle! Who's always looking out for great roles for women. And even if there's an age cap she on it. She is your true champion. She sure. is. Without she will, a doubt. She will make sure they see us anyway, you know, yeah. um, which is amazing to have somebody to support you like that. But, um, you know, then you got the Me Too movement thingy happening. Um, and is it the tick that's employing uh, 50% women of the directors? Is that? Yes. Yeah, that's something that the comedy department, um, the comedy side of Amazon started doing when Joe Lewis was there. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> it was his idea to have 50% um, female directors. And I have to say, yeah, 100% totally agree with you, but I didn't realize, like, I mean, I knew it was such a male-dominated industry, but I think I got very lucky in the sense that Jane the Virgin is a female showrunner, creator. The top top three on the call sheet are women. And I think part of the reason... That I that that I lucked out is because my character is so different than anything, than anything that I've ever seen on television for a woman of my age, um, and I think it has a lot to a do. Woman of her age. <laughs> no, but I me? but but I mean she when I started have a four in front of her. No, number, but but okay? I, but, I, but when I started <laughs> acting, when I started acting, and I was you know in my twenties, every character that I played cried. You know, like I was a victim in everything. And then now it's interesting that I'm older and I'm actually getting way more interesting roles. And I think that has a lot to do with more women in power behind the camera. I agree. I I agree with that. I I totally agree with that. And I think definitely you have to have a hard shell around you for this. But it does become easier, as Tamla said. And we do have a champion. But, um, uh, I think that's why I love Penelope so much because it's the first time. And even though Six Feet Under, Vanessa Diaz was fantastic. I I loved Alan Ball, Alan Poole. They did an incredible job with her. They really, really were. They honored everything. But not everybody does that. And so when I got to do One Day at a Time with Penelope, where there's a character that is written just as a person, you know, with flaws and layers. and Much more relatable. It's all relatable Mm -hmm. because we always talk about how women of color, we're always put in boxes you right. know mm-hmm. it's like you're the asexual cop or you're the over sexualized latina i mean or, it's not, you know it, it goes you deal on with and two on things you deal with being a or woman we cry all the time and, like no, you, said. you deal with being women and <laughs> right then being women of color but that's all we know 
So it's hard, but I'm sure it's, I, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like we've done pretty well oh, for hello. how hard it is, you know? Yeah. Like we oh, are yeah. three badasses right here we for are. how hard it is. It truly it's very is. True. It truly yeah. is. And so I admire um, all three yeah. of you. Yeah. But I, I have to agree with you guys, too, <laughs> in a sense that now it is starting to become a little bit more easier because there are more women yes. directors and there are more women producers and writers. So you think that's because of the Me Too Time's Up or was that happening prior? It was happening prior, but now it's in overdrive because of the Me Too Time's up. Yeah, solidarity. Well, people are starting to hold each other accountable. That's Mm -hmm. part of the Me Too movement and the Time's Up movement is that if you're in a room and you don't see diversity, like it's up to you to like bring different people in the room and everyone's holding each other accountable. And I think that's great. Me too. Yes. Because it's an active, you can't just say like, this used to piss me off before when it was like, oh, open ethnicity. Oh, but we say it's open ethnicity. We're willing to see everybody. It's actually an active choice. Like you have to be active about it. It's not passive. It's not as simple as saying, oh, we're willing to see everybody. You have to be active. So, yes. Now, you said in an interview, Tamala, that Chris Rock, a big mentor for you. Yeah. I mean, Chris, I have have to look at his career um, and the stories that he shared with me about where he came from. Um, He did I'm a Get You Sucker and he did um, New Jack City and he barely made anything and had to pay for his way to get to and from work and and in his mind, he always knew who he wanted to be and where he wanted to go. And he knew that these things were just stepping stones. So with hearing his stories and hearing and, and seeing him progress into this comedic genius, completely, um, that is inspirational. And that shows that you should never give up or think of something that you do as being small. It is not small. Nothing you do is small. It is a stepping stone. Stepping stones lead to where you want to be. And then once you get there, you want to be somewhere else. So plan, believe in yourself, and nothing is ever as small as you think it is. If you Everything think it's small, obtainable. Everything says. is obtainable. That's right. You yeah. just really got to put forth the effort. And when you do, you reap the rewards. That's fantastic. Uh, Justina, you have a mentor? Anybody that... Helped you out along the way like that? Oh, sure. Juan Ramirez was my mentor and at the Latino Chicago Theater. And he's the one that kept saying, do you think you're an actress yet? That that gave me that part. I said, I know you're not an actress, I, but I'm going to surround you with really great actors. I really I see something in you. And I always say Juan Ramirez, Juan Ramirez. And then my acting coach who died. Uh, 10 years ago, Milton Katselas. Oh, so, yes. I know Milton. Yes. I knew Milton, yeah. of course. So, so they were great mentors for me in this acting world. And Yara? Um, I don't have like one. I, th- I think my family for your, me. Your great aunt, maybe? Well, no, I mean, she, I, I definitely idolize her and and I know you spent a lot of time with her a few days a week right um, well no that was her sister that I that I spent a lot of time with in Miami because my aunt lived in Cuba my great aunt mm. lived in Cuba but her sister um, who had a ballet school in Miami I spent a lot of time with but no I think I think it was my family like my my father putting me in acting school like just re- my family completely believed in me and they always helped me out who wants to direct in this room I, I do. do. <laughs> I want to produce a lot. I want to direct and produce. I, I do. Too. I'm hoping that if we get a fourth season, that I that I direct yes. one. Yeah. So. Well, get yeah. that in her contract, would you? Oh, over there, uh, yeah, man? she's there. She's, there. <laughs> she's listening. Oh, Danielle's on it. <laughs> yeah, Danielle's so on and it. And sure. you're already producing, right? I already have produced a few things, but now it's time to 
to put that director's hat on. I still would like to produce more things and, and broader things as well, but it's time to start directing. I've been watching them do it mm-hmm. for a long time. And oh, I, I think you three girls could totally direct. Me too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Question yeah. about it. Um, and Yara, can you maybe direct a, an episode of The Tick? Um, or, I don't know if I would start with The Tick. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Is is very a lot of explosions, very very I think ambitious for no I think I want to write and produce and and direct something that I wrote oh or that I write okay I write. yeah I want to start with that Justina one day at a time drops again February February eighth on Netflix and what else is uh, on the uh, tap for you um, well we have Jane the Virgin you know and whatever you know when does that knows? new season start girls March twenty seventh. <laughs> March 20, you're looking for a job? Oh, come on, that's the whole thing. You just asked us, you see, one job ends, and sometimes yeah. we don't have something. So, right, you know, after this, yeah, it's uh, it's okay. back to the hustle. did you hear that, people? She's looking for a job. Her, her <laughs> manager, Danielle Dell. <laughs> She's booked already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Tamla, what's next for you? I have a movie with Taraji P. Henson coming oh, out. Oh, I can't wait to see that. <laughs> what Men Want, coming out February February 8th oh. as well. Um, and then I worked recently with Gabrielle and Jessica Alba, Gabrielle Union Wade and Jessica Alba on L.A.'s Finest. And I just found out I'll be recurring on The Seal for CBS. Hey, hey. A drill sergeant. You know what it is. That might be a little easier than the medical examiner. Not such (laughs) big words to learn. Oh, you get to curse people out and it's fun? (laughs) Oh. And And Yara, you've got your last season of Jane the Virgin along with March 27th. With Justina and The Tick. And then The Tick, which we don't have an exact date yet, but I think it's going to be sometime in March. Yeah, and then you girls well, yeah, are so hustling impressive. again, right? We're yeah. back to the hustle. I have, a, hustle. I do have a Lifetime movie coming out, uh, Family Pictures. It's in the summertime with Elizabeth Rome, who's also on Jane the Virgin. Uh, lovely. So yeah, but but yeah, we're hustling. Oh Elizabeth. my god, we're I love you girls. Movies. are like dynamite. I mean, really, all three of you are really tremendous. You're good souls. You're great actresses. I mean, I may be par- impartial, but. You're great actresses, you're great humans, and you are great cheerleaders for women out there. So keep keep it going is what I want to say. Go out there and direct, Justina. Keep producing, and you write and produce and make it all happen because we need girls like you uh, in this industry. Thank you. Thank Thank you so much, Lisa. And Justina, tell everybody your social media handle and your website or anywhere they can look up. All three of your It's my name, at Justina Machado, um, Instagram, Twitter. I don't do Facebook. <laughs> That's not my to. thing. No. <laughs> on Twitter, I'm at Tamela Jones. On Instagram, it's Tam Jones and the number one. And on Facebook, which I normally don't do, it's just Tammy Jones. Okay, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and I don't have Facebook either, but on Twitter and Instagram, um, Yarita Frita. Woo! Yarita Frita. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the white there. girl? Yeah, I didn't get it. It's going to be white you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have to say, this uh, flew. You guys are great. I wish you all the best. And I'm going to be looking for the credits of Directed By. Yes. 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 Thank you Thank so much, you. Lisa. That's it, girls. Oh.